Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on September 16th for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. The readings can be found at usccb.org forward slash Bible forward slash readings. There you will find links to listen to the readings and watch video reflections on the readings. I encourage you to check those out. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. How many conversations do you think you have on a daily basis? What about in a week, a month, a year, hundreds? For those uh, younger in the room, we're also talking about electronic communication. That counts as well, as, uh, as ineffective as it may be uh, at relaying everything that we have to communicate. Um, we communicate with one another uh, on a regular basis. It's kind of what we do as human beings. We are uh, creatures who are in relationship one to another. We live in community. Uh, we can't help um, but communicate at least in some way uh, with uh, others, with the outside world. And so we, we have conversations, conversations throughout the day with many different people, uh, many different uh, topics. And I think if we look at the kind of conversations that we have one with another, we can uh, put them in a sort of a hierarchy. And now there are plenty of ways, I um, imagine, uh, the communication majors would, would correct me, I'm certain, uh, of categorizing conversations. But especially in light of today's gospel, I would like to categorize conversations in terms of talking about who we are, especially, again, in relationship with one another. So who we are, followed by what we do. What is it that we do? Also, in relationship to who we are. Who we are often informs what it is that we do. And thirdly, basically everything else. So other people, places, and things. Uh, sometimes that can lead toward gossip. Sometimes it's informational, sometimes it's just small talk, other people, places, and things. But first and foremost, who we are and what we do. And this is the kind of conversation that Christ is having with his disciples as they are going about their way. They're going from one town to the next, and Christ starts the conversation, who do people say that I am? We're not sure maybe what they were talking about before that, um, it could have been one of those third-level conversations. They could have been talking about the latest scandal in Rome. Some things never change. Uh, they could have been talking about their political leaders or their religious leaders in Jerusalem. They could have been talking about the latest uh, gossip from the town that they were coming from or the gossip of the town they were going to. Or maybe whatever it was that so-and-so had done that was so important. They could have been having all these sorts of conversation, but Christ says, let's talk about who it is that I am. Not in a selfish way, but in a way that's important and meaningful. In fact, much of the Gospels are trying to answer that very question. Who is Christ? Who is he? What has he come to do? What is he there for? what is going on. 
So Christ says, who do people say that I am? And they could have come up with all sorts of other explanations, I'm sure. Some say you're a great political leader. Some say you will free us from Roman captivity. Some say you're an entertainer, that you've come to distract us, to offer us some entertainment. Some say you're insane, you're crazy, perhaps even trouble. You are stirring things up. You're causing difficulty for yourself and for those around you. And Christ is asking them, well, who is it that people say that I am? They come up with some of the prophets, and Peter speaks up, and he gets it right. He says, you are the Christ. You are the Messiah, the promised one, the one we have been waiting for. Peter doesn't have a full understanding of what that means, but he, through God's grace, has seen Christ for who he is. He has answered that first question. Who is Christ? The conversation then turns to what he is there to do, what Christ has come for, and he's come to die for our sins. He, is, he will be put to death, he will suffer and die, and on the third day he will rise again. Peter, having recognized the answer to the first question, doesn't really like the answer to the second question. And how often is that similar for us? We approach God through conversation, prayer, really and truly. Prayer is a conversation with God. And I would imagine that often that conversation dwells in those first two categories. Who am I and what am I supposed to do? And we may not always like the response we get in prayer. We may not always necessarily agree, at least at first, with what God has to offer us in prayer, the answer to who we are and what we are called to do. Peter has his own idea. We don't know exactly what that is, but somehow he sees the Messiah as something else. Probably someone who is there to set them free from physical captivity, the captivity of the Roman Empire, the rule of a foreign government. And Peter, that's as far as Peter's vision goes, doesn't go any further past that. But Christ, well, he's here for a different reason. He's not there to, to fulfill Peter's smaller idea of what he's there for, but he has a much larger mission. He's there to do wonderful things, to set all of us free, not only from our current captivity, but for our captivity for the rest of our lives, for all eternity. So we approach Christ in these conversations. But first and foremost, I think we have to have the courage to even have those conversations. We could get stuck in those third category about other people, other places, other things. Instead, who am I and what am I supposed to do? These conversations with God help to clarify our relationship with God and with one another. We may not always like the answer that we receive, and God 
hopefully a little more gently than he does with Peter, will guide us to recognize the truth, will guide us to see instead what it is that we're actually called to do. We have our own ideas, of course. We think as human beings do. We can do no other. We're not angels. We're not gods. We are human beings. We think as human beings do. The turning point is being opened to that correction from God. Having God turn our vision just a little so that we see a little more of God's plan for us in our lives so that we can continue that conversation, that prayerful conversation with God about what it is, how we fit into God's salvific mission for the world. God's still working. God's mission for our salvation had a pinnacle at the crucifixion, at the cross, but Christ is still working, working through each and every one of us. And so let us, in prayer, ask God who it is that we are and what it is that we are called to do. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.